All right, so this is going to be grandma. Grandma, grandma, gotta love your grandma. <laughs> What's going on, guys? We are back for another episode of Faces the Podcast. Faces. I am here uh, with JB from Young with a Snapper Podcast. You know, Mike. Mike is such a great guy. He he brought over a nice salsa, <laughs> a nice sweet salsa with a nice little chips. My God, he just knows how to treat ladies. <laughs> Single and ready to mingle. Oh, I appreciate it. I am really in a rush. Um, <laughs> and I am the real Mike Wilson, aka Michael E. Wilson Jr., the author of Faces, uh, the book, which you can get on like Amazon. Um, and here with your boy JB, host of the Young Whippersnapper podcast. Hell yes. Doing this beautiful, beautiful collaboration with my guy, Michael E. Wilson, about the beautiful faces. We're going to dive in it. We're going to make it happen. Um, and I just want to remind you guys, I am also a writer, artist, and producer. So if you guys want to check out the music, definitely do that. The Real Mike Wilson mm. on any streaming site. And Lou Love is currently streaming. We got music videos for each one. Shout out to the homie Tiny for helping me shoot two of them. Big dog. Uh, shout out to the homie Davey for being a part of two of them. Big dog. Um, really appreciate you guys. And yeah, so Grandma, if you don't mind me asking you. Talk to me. Tell me about, like, give me a quick kind of summarization about your grandmother. Is she still with us? What type of woman she Not was? Not still with us, but I remember my grandmother from my father's side. Gotcha. Um, my mother, my grandmother from my mom's side was in Grenada, so I didn't get a chance to meet her. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, there wasn't, my, my brother and my sister went to Grenada to meet her, though. Okay. I was still a baby. Gotcha. But my, oh, yeah, because you mad Caribbean. My Caribbean boy, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, so my grandmother, my father was Trinidad. Um, I got a chance to hang around her, see every time when she. It's something about that. That's the anchor. Mm. The grandmothers like set the tone. Okay, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Especially in black families, especially, especially in black families, like grandmas set the tone, or yeah. grandfathers, either or, and church was a thing. Church was definitely a thing. Like experience, I, th- I think it, to summarize it, it definitely brought me back to when I was younger, going to church experiences. What you experienced? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, because JB is just such a sweet fucking human being, as I as, as I say that with this very Christian bracelet on. Mm. Um, in celebration of the story, he gave me a uh, I want to say band, kind of like a bracelet band yeah. uh, from John three sixteen from the Bible. You want to read it for the listeners? Yeah, go ahead. No, you can't read it for the listeners. I'm saying. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a fan of Steve Austin, then you'll know the phrase John 3.16. But if you are a, a religious person or not religious person, uh, it's the line about for God so lived the world. Uh, and it's just a really, really sweet and thoughtful gift because grandmother, uh, my grandmother was such a connection uh, for Christianity for me and my family. And apparently so for JB. So now we have uh, these bands, these bracelets. So thank you. I thought that was such a lovely, kind gift. Anytime, man. Uh, With that said, so people can appreciate how dope our grandmothers are since we're talking about this. Faxi, I need disrespect too. Hold on, Mike. I need disrespect. I need disrespect. We're talking about grandmas on here. Y'all better listen. (laughs) Thank you. Y'all better listen when grandma's talking. (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, so che- uh, here is I was about to say check out Grandma. So here is the story, Grandma from Faces the pod- uh, from Faces the book. Grandma. Grandma was a plump Southern woman who migrated to New York with my infant mother. She had an angelic singing voice, not like one of those pale stained glass angels. Hers was a booming voice that hugely contradicted her mousy Southern drawl. Each morning she woke up with a song, a song specifically for the Lord, as early as 5 a.m. Her genre of choice was an old gospel hymn. Grandma, as religious as a person could be, woke up with worship on her mind. Her voice was better than any alarm I've ever owned. My mother demanded our Sundays be spent in church. At the time, we all happily obliged, but my mother's church was frightening and lasted way too long. Usually praise and worship turned an hour of service into up to four hours of yelping somersaults. Praise and worship was a key to getting the spirit all worked up. My mother was a captain for the congregation's spiritual voyage. Inheriting a natural knack for singing, my mother sang songs like, Have you tried Jesus? He's alright. A call and response tune where she asks, Have you tried Jesus? And the congregation would enthusiastically respond, He's alright. Looking back, something about this interrogative routine ending with a he's alright contradicted the entire upbeat atmosphere my mother was conjuring. Or, perhaps, everyone was simply underwhelmed. It was a shouting I never liked. Shouting is when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of a person. The person will begin to shake feverishly. Next, they step furiously against the ground, all while uttering in an unknown tongue. It's said that only God knows what they're saying. Sometimes they pass out, other times they keep stepping and say, thank you, Jesus, for nearly the remaining duration of service. Some of the kids laughed. I just looked on neither accepting nor refusing. I was in awe of the spectacle and terrified for my turn. Grandma's church was different. They seemed to be chanting. The whole congregation would read hymns out of a book left in the sleeve on the back of the pew in front of them. It reminded me of Baroque music. It was calming. It always managed to put my sister to sleep. For a while, my grandmother and my aunt led praise and worship. Slow and harmonious, their music was never too upbeat. I think a church rather preferred the relaxing atmosphere they ushered did. So did I. Before the sermon began, the choir would sing two songs. I don't remember being so impressed by them. I do remember that my grandmother was the loudest. She had a lot of life in her, even at her old age. The musicians, and their teens like me, weren't very good. When the choir performed, they were usually offbeat. They were all too in the spirit to acknowledge the fact, however. Grandma's shirts, like Mama's shirts, felt the spirit too, and Grandma shouted often. It just wasn't as loud or distracting. She stammered her aging feet against the warping hardware floor for a few minutes, sit down, and pray. The idiosyncratic, offbeat nature of her church felt more genuine, more honest. And many years later, after I stopped going to church, Grandma got diagnosed with cancer. It was a sudden shift that we quickly had to adjust to. Since I couldn't find a job, I was available to take her to all of her chemotherapy sessions. We talked a lot then. Grandma was in so much pain and always so tired, but she never stopped singing, even when she didn't have the strength to get out of bed. She sang and she'd pray, though at times it was all she could do. Grandma was still praying after chemo removed the cancer. She prayed when it came back. What she didn't do was complain. Grandma had every right to complain, but she held her tongue using what little stream she had left to sing praises. Grandma was a living embodiment of Nat King Cole's song, Smile, a somber, almost sad song that begs us to smile despite our misery. Grandma had been that example for me. 
maybe that's why I didn't complain when I was homeless or when I ran out of money to go back to school. I always knew things would work out eventually. For Grandma, maybe things worked out for her too. I like to think she's waking everyone up in whatever her heaven is with a song for the Lord, putting smile even on the stained glass angels' faces. All right, so that was Grandma. And with that said, I'm giving give JP a little a, a chance to, to get that corn salsa on the, the corn chip. Snack on that real quick. But I wanted to say, what is your first thoughts after hearing the story? <laughs> it's okay to get the corn chicken in the mic, bro. Like, it's fine. Listen, is the chips from Trader Joe's too? Yeah. Trader Joe's stepping their game up. I mean, the game's been tight for a minute. It's just, it's just one of those things where you just got to go and see what they got. This this is first one my condolences. Hmm, thank you, thank you. I, Grandma, she's been. Uh, it's been a while. It's been, but I appreciate. It. Um. Church. <laughs> well, first thing I did, I told Mike. I I text him. I love this. Yes. Because it brings you back. If you was, I'm Caribbean. Most Caribbean families, you grew up in church. You grew up on God. Um. You gotta go to church when you're young. I had to go to church sometimes Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, don't miss those days. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> but I won't lie though, when you had to stay late and they fed you dinner and all those church folks threw down in the kitchen, not too Man, bad. the food was delicious, but the time, like you spent it all in there, all day in there. All that time in church, definitely listen, you're learning you're learning about the Bible, you learn about God is is nice, but Definitely happy those days are, I wouldn't say gone. It's so kind of fucked up. Is it? Is it fucked up? Be honest with yourself. Like, how does that feel for you? I mean, um, your relationship. All right. So I'm not a Christian person, mm-hmm. but I come from a very Christian family. Okay. And that has definitely caused rifts and, oh. and tough conversations and things of the sort. Um, do I cherish those memories? Absolutely. Gotcha. Um, but... Do I, you know, do those memories help me to know that that wasn't for me? Absolutely. Correct. Right. Um, you know, there were definitely fun times. There were fun mm. services. I Facts. learned things. Facts. Uh, to, to say that, you know, there's not a single lesson from the Bible I've never got. That would be bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I take it just as that, as lessons, as things that taught me uh, certain things, gotcha. uh, the relationships I had with people, Facts. Uh, including the gentleman I was telling you about. I mean, I only met Brian Williams because I was in church. Uh, Brian, we were talking about in the last episode, an old friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes the same for Bonnie Reed, who was another extraordinary individual I met through church. Um, so there's so much of that. But I think it's also okay to admit the other portion of that, that that no longer serves you. Yeah, um, it's no longer yep. a part of your life, and it's okay to, it's okay to recognize the value that it gave you, but also to not miss it. Mm. You know what I mean? Real shit. Yeah, real shit. Because um, I take a picture of you for the grant. <laughs> um, yeah, like going to church every Sunday, dressing up, dressing up to impress, going with your brother. Um, those days. You never forget those days. I still remember church. I still remember the first time I seen somebody catch the Holy Ghost. Oh, bro, man, that shit is no joke. That shit is terrifying. You ever? Did you ever catch it? You no, ever no, 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 brother, no, 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 no. I think I, if I was break out, I'd still be in there. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, Fair. <laughs> um, Do you consider yourself a, a religious or faithful person? Um, I might, I might have to cut out this on the in the podcast. Let me know. No, no. <laughs> I I do believe there's a God. Okay. Um, and I, I do believe there's a man above us that we praise. Now I know there's different, there's different religions, there's different faiths. So I just go by what I know. Yeah, and I know there's a man above that that wakes me up every single day. That wakes up the people I love. Um, my family. My family's not hasn't been really hasn't been really churchy in years. Okay, like there isn't no real. I think my mom is um, is she? I forgot what she, I forgot what she is. Um, but if I asked her, she would definitely be like, "I'm this." Yeah, you know, she doesn't have the she doesn't have the time to go to the church and stuff like that. When she's like, right now in Grenada, she probably go to church on a Sunday. Okay, gotcha. You know Plus, I mean? you have more family out there anyway, have, so they're probably all all yeah. of them go to church on a Sunday. I got, I got my mom got sisters out there, brothers, nieces, and nephews, so they probably go to church out there. But in nice. America, when she's here, she don't do that. She turns yeah. on her Joel Osteen. Gets a little I bit mean, of. I still know that name. Oh my god, he's still preaching. Still preaching. <laughs> um, turns on him. Turns on him. And she called it a day. But back in the days, no lie, it used to be get up early in the morning, sharp. She used to iron our shirts. Do it to starch and everything. Oh, my God. Spray that shirt down. And we would go to church looking crispy. Oh, my God. And we would have money for the collection. collection. Yep. That was a must. Don't forget the money on the table. <laughs> I hope your mom hears this episode. <laughs> she, does not, she, doesn't, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I can make you all you want to. Love you. Oh. Um, but yeah, grandmother, like definitely grandmother started from this. I started from the father because father got it from his mother. Gotcha. And then now, okay, they got to go. You, yeah. It's almost like you went to church when you were a child, so why can't they go? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely yep. Let them let them experience it. Let them feel it. And I, my kids too. Shit, they gonna go to church. Okay. You know, go out there and experience it. Cause you know you never know the mom's man. The mom's man. My baby mom might be a church, church yeah. a church woman, yeah. a woman of God. So she might want to bring the kids with her. Fair. Go ahead. Fair. That because that could cause a rift with your with your with your with your as you get when you're dealing with a woman if she's very churchy and you're not. Well, I'm already aware that I couldn't date someone very churchy. I think I can't. I don't know. Do you think you can or can't? I don't think I could. Gotcha. Um, I definitely cannot. I'm I'm just aware. You just you just know. I just I try to I try to give people I try to give them like a some some I try to I try to I've, I've dated somebody like that and it's kind of like. Oh. I mean, because that's the thing. It's like where do where do your lifestyles and uh, overlap? Facts, you know, and where doesn't it? Um, something as simple mm-hmm. as enjoying marijuana, something as simple as enjoying a drink just because that blows you know? my shit. <laughs> like, you we can't have a glass of wine, like, not even we don't even have to have hard liquor, yeah, a nice, sweet wine. So, something I learned, talk to me, actually, coming out of Christianity, okay, uh, is that not everyone is as hardcore as our families correct right so you know with all due respect to my grandmother my mother and everyone else in my family who's super christian um not everyone's a reverend not everyone's a pastor Mm -hmm. not everyone's there every sunday Mm -hmm. you know there are people who have their belief system who still find space to enjoy 
carnal desires mm. in a way that argue, arguably does not disagree with the religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when we look at other orthodox versions of different religions, we see people have drinks. We Facts. see people do this, that, Facts. and the other, and it's no problem. But there was a point, my mother wasn't allowed to wear, like, pants because girls didn't wear pants, no. you know, growing up. And that was, like, kind of less religious, to be honest with you, and more just, like, the belief system my grandmother had. But then, in the religion, there's so many belief systems that come from that old southern mm-hmm. world that my mother had to deal with and process as a child growing up in Christianity, for example. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, there was a day where my mom was able to look at my sister and goes, okay, it's okay if you wear pants. Mm-hmm. That's not offending God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real <laughs> you talk. know what I mean? Real talk, like, real shit. But there's so much of this hardcore thing. So, again, like, when we when we speak of Christian... Uh, as far as dating a person of the sort, um, I, I think of it from, well, what levels are we talking? Are we talking, oh, I'm a believer and I just whatever? Mm-hmm. Or are we talking, um, yeah, no, I'm going to be there two days a week and I would like you to come with me. Like, no, yeah, that yeah. that can never happen. Yeah. Um, two and days that's just, a week? They're, again, like that. Listen, if the high school Mike, I used to be called Brother Mike. I give you two hours on a Sunday. And that's before football. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. that. Is that where you kind of set your line? Gotcha, gotcha. Kids, <laughs> keep them. Yeah, yeah. I want the house to myself. <laughs> they could be there all day. Nice. I respect um, that. I could, I, I could honestly say, okay, like, not, not two days out of the week. Okay, so I'm not, I'm, if two days out of the week, not the weekend. Well, one day could be a Thursday, maybe oh, a Thursday no. night Bible study. <laughs> Thursday or some night shit. football, hell nah. Well, there you go. There you <laughs> you go. got two hours, so we're gonna stick to the two hours. Um, yeah, I, you know, yeah, that relationship. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I've um, dealt with you know women that are very into the, the you know the studies of the church and the Bible, and they follow it. Gotcha. And it's more of like it's in those type of relationships, in those type of in those type of situations, you're it's more of like going back. You're going back and forth most of the time on beliefs and on oh you should mm. do this or you should do that. Gotcha. Come you know, just try this. I uh, I understand where Mike is coming from because there's you know, there's situations out there like those situations is kinda like it's always like, and then on top of, I'm a type of dude like I don't want, I don't want to try to change you. Yeah, but also, and I, to that point, and I, I feel like this is an addendum to it. Um, I find that at least, at least the Christianity I grew up around, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe the Christianity that still exists, is that what I'm doing is wrong, and I need to be guided to get it fixed, mm-hmm. right? And I think. For me, that's such a perversion of any religious institute because to have your faith and spiritual beliefs is great. Mm-hmm. To yeah. feel like everyone else's faith or spiritual beliefs are wrong yeah, is yeah, yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that is where you correct. And that's that's yeah. that is where it pisses me off. Because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna go back and forth now. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't put your world Onto mine. No, no. Don't at try all. to crush my. Don't don't be the Thanos. 
<laughs> Don't be the Thanos. You know what I mean? Uh, like, there's a phrase I remember hearing growing up, and it makes me cringe to this day. Saving souls. Mm. Uh, because it implies that one soul needs saving. It implies that there's something inherently wrong with who you are or what you are in the world. No. And there's many religions in general. I don't want to just attack Christianity, but there's many religions in general that believe that you have to be exercised almost of your humanity to reach mm. this potential for whatever God or gods one believes in. And I, my school of thought is do you yeah and let me do me is this is it more is it for example is that what you just said is that just like how the like muslim women like they have to like say for afghanistan the women have to like be covered up in a certain thing oh so no because i know there's, there's, there's different types because yeah yeah so and that's also interesting because I've, I've read and kind of seen about that and Kind of, unfortunately, uh, listeners, I can't share the full thing with you guys yet, but a little mm. bit of what I was telling you may be my follow-up podcast. Oh, okay. If that happens, I'll let you guys know. That might be a part of a conversation. the discussion, okay. right? But the thing that I've learned thus far is that there are women in those religions who feel like they're being told and controlled. And there's a lot of American thought on that, that they're being controlled and told what to do. And then there are women who are like, no, this is a part of my practice. I have no problem with this. I accept that this is a thing. Okay. Um, okay. And I think more of my point is more like, um, well, specifically because I've had experiences where I would speak to family members. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one, one of my uncles, actually, he told me that for somebody who's not Christian, I say a lot of Christian shit, for example. Mm-hmm. And what I said was... Something on the lines, I don't remember the exact words, but I said something on the lines, so everything will be, will be all right. We just got to stay positive or something like that. I just said something nice. Yeah. Facts. And I remember saying that in response was like, Do you, are you telling me being a decent human being is exclusive to Christianity? Really? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wow. that's the shit that gets me. It's this idea that if you come across in the world in one particular way, another family member told me, and they listened to this, so, hey, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, <laughs> but they told me, you know... I don't know if you know this, but the work you do as a musician services God or whatever. And I'm like, well, if God is honesty mm-hmm. and being truthful with like just who you are and expressing that in the world, then fine, you can have that battle. Mm-hmm. But like, what's your point? Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, just, shit. I'm just, I'm just trying to be truthful Facts. and honest in who I am and expressing that, you know. Absolutely. And if that makes people feel connected or whatever, mm-hmm. and if that's what. You know what my what uh, family might call God, but I call the source or the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is what is intended of me of my purpose to make people feel connected and seen and heard, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll take it. There you go. But that doesn't make me. I don't know. For example, a prophet, or that that doesn't make me a minister, or Correct. whatever titles you yeah. want to put on me that fit your uh, dogma. Like, yeah. I feel you. That's not on me, dog. Say that one more time. What a dogma. Yeah, dogma. Dogma is like a religious belief system. Also, really fucking dope Kevin Smith movie, Dogma. Dogma? Okay. Like, do you know who Kevin Smith is? The clerics and all that type of shit? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, Dogma. Dogma. I, 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 think it's, I think it's called Dogma. But he, yeah, it's a great movie. I, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's my thing on it. Uh, but I'll give Grandma credit because Grandma, uh, she was someone I could really talk to and just really kind of chat with all the time. Um, and as... 
I was kind of transitioning through these different belief systems, um, she would definitely kind of give me her reverendy kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. But it felt like it's your journey and you figure it out. It didn't feel like you have no choice. Gotcha. While on the other hand, there was a pastor I spoke to when I was first starting to doubt Christianity. And his literal response to me was, well, you either choose him and go to heaven or you choose me. And he just I'm pointed like, downward. Wow. And I was like, bro. Different, dude. But that's that's the energy I have seen in like extremely religious people who think that their system is the only system. Right. It's like there's way too many religions in the world for you to believe that your way of thinking is the only proper way. Thanks. Like, Thanks. if there's any evidence that you're probably wrong, it should be that. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Or, or, or that, you know, maybe not wrong per se, but that's that there's more to it than just that. That, you know what? The way you broke that down, the way Mike just broke that down, smooth, nice. You know what I'm saying? Because appreciate that. Like we, what your uncle said to you, like your family member said to you, like that would have been like I would, me and him would have been going back and forth. Like that was my family member, like bro, that's nothing about religion, bro. I'm just being a nice person, bro. I feel that. So that particular family member is Catholic, and the mm-hmm. thing about them as well is that. And it, 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 I mean, no malice in this. What I've realized, what, this isn't. This is actually a huge American issue right now, uh, especially when we think about politics. Is that well, so many of us are so uneducated about so much shit, mm-hmm. and we're coming from how things affect us immediately, mm-hmm. and not really seeing bigger pictures, right? So, like that family member is actually uh, they voted for Trump, and this is a black person, right? Okay. And there's plenty of black supporters with that. But I'm saying, absolutely, as a as a black person, mm-hmm. he voted for Trump. Um, but his reasoning is so much simpler than you might think, right? He, he felt like, as a Republican, there were certain things that he was voting for on a conservative level by voting for Trump. While he okay. voted for Hillary, there were liberal things that would go against his religious beliefs, right? Uh, okay. And then that's, again, when we talk about control, when we talk about a, a woman's right to choose, for example. Gotcha. And conservative people believing in that so he could ignore the grabbing of the pussy statements by trump he could ignore Mm -hmm. the lying and embezzlement he could ignore literal things said towards the african-american community etc etc because there was a foundation Mm -hmm. of quote-unquote christian values that he thought he was going to support gotcha which is disturbing but again this is a regular issue of the human experience especially in america yep the idea that people aren't necessarily always educated or feel like whatever their belief system is, is more important than the integrity of the person that they're supporting. Word. You know? And that's, again, how we got people like Trump in office. Jesus. And now they're trying to bury him in charges. <laughs> Good for you. And I hope they do it. Any other thoughts or question on the manor? Yeah. You know what? You said your, your grandmother had a booming voice. Oh, her voice was gorgeous, man. Oh. Beautiful singing voice. I know I'm just talking about beautiful singing voices lately, but... The, the people, well, first of all, when you grow up in the church, you are surrounded by beautiful Absolutely. voices. Absolutely. Beautiful voices in a lot of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got to save that one for another episode. Um, <laughs> no, nah, fuck it. Did you ever take anybody, take anybody down in church? No. No? No. You know, by the time I got out of church, um, nah, I was, I was a puppy. Mm. I was a puppy. We weren't old um, enough to really know like what was yeah, going on. Yeah, gotcha. But I, I, you know, I heard stories. That church women are just the most. Dude, there was there was a pastor's kid 
mm. who smashed in the church and if I'm not mistaken was definitely a father a few months later wow yeah so talk about uh <laughs> talk about calling facts <laughs> right in jesus name <laughs> um never never because yeah, when i grew up like doing stuff in the church like that was a hell no that's just that, same that was it, it was it was same time you know yeah. what I mean? so Actually, I got you about like two or three years. Like it was happening. Yeah, like facts. So when this shit happened, I was like, "What?" We were all like, "What?" But yeah, crazy. I think, I think that the, the uh, that guy, his father was a pastor, one of the pastors of the church, and they ended up getting their own church after that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think they need to create some distance. Facts. Yeah, <laughs> I love church politics. It's so ridiculous, man. <laughs> man, the there was a that. lady. Uh, this happened also long ago. There was a lady. I knew. I knew. Yeah, I'm in the church. I knew all these people. Uh, there's a lady who slept with someone's husband. Um, and that was like a whole thing. First off, the gentleman, mad cool. He was mad dope. You loved him. He was such a down-to-earth guy. Like, there's a lot of down-to-earth people in this church. Mm. But his wife, who was also down-to-earth and really cool, they had two beautiful children. She was stunning. I mean, this woman looked like a supermodel. She was like around my height. I'm you no know, kid then, so like five seven, five eight, pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Beautiful brown lady, crazy beautiful body, sweetheart of a human being. Gotcha. This man cheated on his wife with. I'm trying to nicely say she wasn't attractive. <laughs> right. I thought you know what she might not have been attractive. Was somebody else not doing? Somebody else will. Fair, fair. I, I, and I don't know, you know, I was a kid. I was in this situation. Of course, I'm not going to know so much. But that happened. But that's not the part I really want to share because we were talking about church drama for a second. Um, the There was a, a, a service one day where <laughs> uh, he was pulled through kind of the center aisle up into where the bishop was mm-hmm. and... He was crying and praying and apologizing to the church. Right. Shit looked like, I don't know, like he survived a stoning or something. It was weird. It was really? super weird. It was not, we, we all didn't need to know is what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. we all knew by that point. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was so really, he, he came out crying, apologizing we to the been, church. Yep. And then, of course, him and his wife broke up and then he got with the other lady. God bless. Mm. Listen, and I ain't gonna lie, as you get older, like like what you said, like I think when you when you decide to leave church, you understand that church installs a level of a, a level of, you know, it it, it it teaches you something. Yeah. Um that that lasts with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, you don't have to completely jump ship and, and be fully anyway, you know what I mean? You could just take some you could take a couple of chapters from a couple of take a rib out of a couple of chapters and, and put it in your pocket and, and head out the door. And I mean I think that's any learning institution, Facts. religious or otherwise. Like there's so much to learn in the world. And I do think Christianity can be a valuable way of learning certain things. Absolutely. But it also doesn't have to be bread and butter. Faxy. Facts. Faxy. Um you know one of the other things I wanted to talk about you say she had a booming voice and she said you she played songs and she, she Well she sang songs. She, she didn't sang play any instruments. Yeah. Do you what was one of her favorite songs that you, if you could remember? Uh, I go to the rock. I, I go I, to the rock. You know that song. Um, give us a little bit of a little. We'll see. <laughs> um, so, 
years ago bothering her when we were all living together in Bishwick, mm-hmm. I recorded some of it, and if I can find it, I will send it to you because I made a beat around her voice with it. Oh, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, but it's something like I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock when things are like looking down type of drink, whatever. I don't remember all the words. Um, but she sung that, and she also sang. Um, she used to sing this in her church all the time. Her church building became a um, like a historical monument, whatever it's called. It's like the super old church from like maybe 1700s, 1800s, okay. something. It's a very old building. Gotcha. And it's like a historical landmark now, which is kind of cool. Nice. Uh, over in Bushwick. And yeah, she would sing. Um, how's that song go? My mom would sing it sometime too. I can't even think of the... Uh, I, I'm hearing it in my head, but I can't get the words. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when yeah. it happens. Um, but yeah, she had this, like, a deep, but very feminine, kind of almost operatic voice. Like, very big voice. She literally woke up singing almost every day when gotcha. we lived with her. Um, and you were not complaining. Her voice mm. is just so pretty. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was her thing. Like, that was one of uh, her gifts, just her ability to, like, belt out a song. Mm. I don't think she was ever really trained. Yeah. Um, she just sang. Natural, natural, beautiful voice. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And, you know, the last thing I wanted to, you said uh, she reminded you of, of like a J. Cole song was at the end of Smile or something like that. I didn't say J. Cole. I said, um, maybe I, I, did, I probably heard it wrong. So Michael Jackson's favorite song is a Michael song Jackson. called Smile. Michael uh, Jackson. That's yes. what it was. So... Because I actually remember what song that is. I think it was Nat King Cole. That's why he said J. Cole. Nat King Cole. Oh, boom. That's one. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. If you smile through your pain and sorrow. Smile, and maybe tomorrow, you'll see the sun come shining through for you. Mm. Um, and I wrote that part because I was uh, taking her chemotherapy when she got cancer. And it was really tough for her, but she never really did complain. Like, Grandma really, whatever it was in life, she just figured it out and just went with it. Um, And, you know, I could tell she wasn't necessarily happy, obviously, Mm -hmm. but she did really kind of keep a smile on her face. And, you know, at one point, she could hardly get out of bed, but that's all she would do is just pray Mm -hmm. and sing. Mm, Beautiful. Well, last thing for me. One lesson that grandma left you with that still lingers on to today? Um, I think um, probably the biggest lesson. Well, it could be anything. It could be anything. You know, it be yeah, like... yeah. No, I, but I, I'm thinking about because because it was kind of said in that that story with that last part. But I'm I'm trying to like kind of extrapolate more info from uh, that memory. Um, but I think with grandma, I learned to just take things in stride mm. um and I, I do think that like a lot of times when things get really difficult sometimes i just be like hey, grandma i'm gonna need some support or whatever and just, you know kind of speak to the ancestors kind of thing um and yeah i think she really did teach me to and not not make things a big deal but realize that there's kind of reason and purpose behind a thing <clears throat> you know it's right. not like, the universe isn't bullying you for the sake of bullying you. Like, something's happening here. Either the person's going through something, or you need to learn a lesson, or or something. There's Facts. always a something. Uh, and I think 
she taught me that just kind of by being who she was because she never really responded to the stimuli of the world in the way most of us would. She never really got angry or this, that, and the other. She would be like, okay, that thing's happening. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, I definitely have learned to kind of like look for what the reason and why. And I don't know if grandma necessarily did that. Okay. Um, But I think that first kind of like, this isn't always just about me. I think grandma was big on that. That's a beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's beautiful. Hey, grandma's shit, yo. My guy. My guy. Beautiful. This this faces grandma. I love this one. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I love this one. This one this one goes back. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, tell uh, everyone where they can hear more about you. JB Young Whippersnapper Podcast. YWS Podcast One. Okay. <laughs> this is be real. Listen, we getting we getting back into it. You know, a lot of people have just been hitting me up. A lot of people that hit my podcast, I send it send it to. Been wanting to catch the vibe, and the vibe about to come back. We are gonna have guys and gals talk their shit with their nut sack, mm. um, and their titty sack too. <laughs> you can make pubic hair sack. Hey, free the nipple. <laughs> free the nipple. I That's support the movement. Free the nipple. Um, sometimes nipples be free just pop out the shirt sometimes but that's another conversation for another day <laughs> um, but yeah JB at the Young Whippersnapper podcast listen this salsa and chips right here is amazing I'm gonna let Mike plug his stuff real quick word um, so again it's the real Mike Wilson definitely find my music on all the streaming apps um, we currently have in lieu of streaming on Spotify iTunes wherever you listen to music pretty much um what else? What else? Uh, you can get the copy of Michael E. Wilson Jr.'s Basis. If you type all that in, you'll find the book. It's on Amazon. You can copy it whenever you're ready. And yeah, we're about two episodes from ending. I am speaking to some people about some ideas for maybe another podcast. If you have an idea for a podcast, if you possibly want to collab or you just want to throw something my way, send it to the real Mike Wilson mail at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, TRMWPK. Obviously, you can follow Jermaine at YWS Podcast One on uh, Instagram as well. What else? Oh, the next episode, we are going to be actually, I'm going to let Jermaine pick. We can do one of two things experience is a must. Is the story of me going on three interviews in one day. Uh, and the other thing is like five or six poems, um, which all kind of touch on different things. They're pretty short, but I feel like there's a lot of condensed thoughts in them. Do you want to talk about my three interview job day or do you want to unpack my five or six poems in the next very next episode? Um, three interviews in one day. Okay, all right. We all know how interviews is. You know, that's an interesting story. But the poems, the five poems. Yeah, that might be that might be something that the, the viewers want to want to listen to. Okay, okay. So with that said, uh, if you guys have, I really don't know how they can plug the poem thing. <laughs> if you got poems, <laughs> if you want to read a poem. Uh, send us any poems that you may read. Written. I actually love reading other people's work. Or you know what? Let's, how about this? How about we give them some time to create some creative poems, mm-hmm. and we just we talk about the three interviews. Well, I think we'll be shooting again in no more than two weeks from now, so people have about two weeks to send something. All right, get your shit together. Get your poems right. All right. God bless you. Absolutely. So yeah. With that said, thank you for listening as always, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. And send us your poems. Peace. Latest. <laughs>